Today is Wednesday, December 23rd. The title for our devotional is Paul's Call for Compassion. As I was studying the word for compassion this week, there was one story that really captured my attention and stirred up my entrails. If you don't know what that means, go ahead and listen to the devotional from yesterday and it should make some sense. That is the story of Philemon and Onesimus. The book of Philemon is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a fellow Christian in Colossae. Onesimus, which means useful, was a runaway slave of Philemon's house, whom Paul befriended during his time, most likely in a Roman prison. The letter doesn't make clear how Onesimus ran away, or if he was simply sent on a task to Rome and overstayed his leave. He, however, seems to have taken some money that belongs to Philemon. Paul sends this letter with Onesimus, appealing to Philemon to accept Onesimus back into his home, not as an inferior, however, but as a brother in Christ. For Onesimus to remain with Paul would not only violate Roman law, but also their Christian fellowship. Philemon has every social right to punish Onesimus for his crimes upon his return. But Paul calls him to forego his social right and do what is right by the law of Christ, that is to forgive and reconcile. In this short letter, the word for compassion, here translated heart, occurs three times in verse 7, 12, and 20. As we read this letter today, note Paul's affection that he has for Onesimus and Philemon alike. Note also the affection that he calls them to in their relationship. This affection is the basis of their Christian brotherhood, which should supersede any social conditions or categories of owner and slave. They are first brothers, and it is that identity that they must live in. As a side note, many scholars and readers of the New Testament have commented on the lack of a strong statement as to the nature of slavery one way or another in the New Testament. There are no definitive statements supporting slavery in the Roman world, which was quite different than the race-based slavery in the American slave trade, but evil nonetheless. It also didn't call for its dismantling. We must, however, remember that the Christians of the first three centuries of the church had no political power to speak of. Any dramatic calls to overturn the social order of Roman culture would have certainly been met with widespread persecution. So instead of calls to overthrow the system of slavery, their approach seems to have been to undermine the system from the inside out. That is by changing the hearts of Christian communities to view one another, owners and slaves, Jews and Greeks, men and women, as one in Christ. They would undermine and dismantle those social categories in their Christian communities. This thinking is on full display in the letter of Philemon. We're going to read the whole letter today. And it sounds overwhelming, but it is one of the shortest letters in the New Testament. We're going to read it out of the New Living Translation for easier listening. Verse 1. This letter is from Paul, a prisoner for preaching the good news about Christ Jesus. And from our brother Timothy, I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister, Aphia, and to our fellow soldier, Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I also thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. 
Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do. But because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you, consider this as a request from me, Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. Remember, his name means useful. I am sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I wanted to keep him here with me while I am in these chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you were willing not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, but as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. And I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask even more. One more thing, please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I hope in that letter you see Paul appealing to Philemon out of the compassion of his heart to welcome Onesimus back, not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ, to reconcile with him and to be one in Christ. For additional content today, I've included the Bible Project video on Philemon on the devotional page. So navigate over there and be sure to check that out today. A reflection. Do you have a passion to see people reconciled to God and to one another as Paul illustrates here? Are you willing to put yourself in the place of Jesus, mediating between people, that is? Are you willing to put your finances on the line as Paul did here to help relationships be reconciled? This type of living is the compassion that Jesus calls us to.